Howdy guys, how we doing? Leon here from Body by Leon. What a fantastic reception. Yes, take your seats, take your seats, tune in, grab a coffee, grab a beer, grab a water, grab an amino acids, grab whatever it is you feel comfortable. Sit down and relax because I want to talk about all things owning it. I want to talk about as human beings, it's, it's very important that we take massive action and we own our responsibilities in life to enable ourselves to move forward. Now, I'll, I'll talk a little bit on, on, on myself on the, as an example, what I'm going to chat about. There's three specific individuals that I'll use as, as this living example proof that I'm trying to get through to you guys. When I'll, and I'll use one of them as, as my brother Dino, and I'll, and I'll use a good mate client of mine and just an all-around fantastic guy, Dale, and I'll use another client of mine and a lovely lady, Ange, that also took her life as well. So... These three, these three individuals, so obviously they all took their life within a couple of years and, and obviously the, the effect on myself was huge. It was, it was, it was life-changing. It was very, very, very hard to comprehend. And, and the reason why is because I'd actually had contact with these individuals basically before they'd taken their life. And could I have changed the scenario? You know, we're never, we're never gonna know. However, for myself to move forward, I had to take some responsibility. And so in that case, I took complete f full responsibility. One, to start over my brother Dino that actually told me what he was going to do. He told me he was actually going to take his life. And I didn't, I don't think I took it seriously. Well, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't know, to be very honest, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't really know what to say back then because I was highly uneducated. But what I did do was I didn't say the right things and I didn't guide him in the wrong in the right direction. So unfortunately, he did take his life, and 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 I feel that I still have till this day. I do have blood on my hands, and people can. It's very easy for people to say, "Well, Leon, it's not your fault." You know what I mean? You, he 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 did it this and that, and it's. But that's not how. It's not how sometimes this human mind works. Sometimes it's it's a grieving period and, and a moving forward period can be easier if you actually just accept the fact and the responsibility that I didn't do enough for that specific time. But what I am going to do is I'm going to learn from that experience. And that for me allowed me to move forward. And then I use an example as Dale, which who I used to train and look, and the, and the very disappointing part here is on my behalf is that was, we would train, we'd have our sessions, we'd have deep conversations and I, and I knew things weren't overly fantastic, but the other times that I actually seen him in the gym, he would he would he would always go out of his way to to connect with myself and give me eye contact and and I and I was still grieving from Dino, so I would generally walk the other way. And even in the bathrooms, I would I would always say that I'm too busy to talk. And and the fact of reality is, I didn't invest the time required that this individual needed. He reached he reached out. The guy actually did reach out. I saw the signs, I saw the symptoms, but I wasn't in the frame of mind myself to be able to take on another situation like this just after Dino. So once again, I took responsibility and after he took his life, I, I've had blood on my hands and I've never mentioned that until this specific moment right now. And then I have Ange also that, that took her life um, upon returning from, from Dale's funeral. So it was just a, the most traumatic period that <laughs> look that anyone can go through so 
And with Ange, I'd spent many days and many evenings and many nights trying to talk her, talk her into to not taking her life. I did take a little, I was a little bit more proactive with Ange. I spent a lot more time with Ange and their process went over for a couple of years. We did a lot of shows together. We traveled together. You know, I, I did the best, but at the same time, I, you know, what I, what I thought was the best I could possibly give at that specific time just wasn't enough. There were times that she told me that she had, She'd overdosed the, the night before she was meant to come in for a session. And and I would kind of turn a blind eye to it and, and she'd kind of look at me funny and I, I just didn't know how to respond. Was she serious? Was she, was she reaching out for attention? I didn't, I didn't know, but I sure as hell didn't take it as serious as I should have. And the day that I found out that, well, actually the, only a few days before she took her life, she had actually contacted me to to pick her up from a nightclub and I declined to do that because it was, I was home with my family and it it was three o'clock in the morning and I refused to do that. And she gave me some abusive words, which she didn't, she didn't mean at that specific moment. It was more just, she relied upon me so greatly. And, and at that last moment, I I didn't, I didn't do her request. I didn't go and pick her up and, and get her home safely. So just because of the the error was so that I, I live with that regret as well, and and I know people can say, well, Leon, it's you know it's not your job, it's not your responsibility. Yeah, that and 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 you can probably say that, and, and many people would like to say that, but as a human being, for myself to move forward, I like to own it and and accept the fact that I didn't take enough responsibility, nor that did I take enough action to to maybe prevent her taking her life, and that's just the way that I manage it and deal with it because. It allows me to move forward because I, I don't have the guilt inside of me and trying to hold something back that could I have done this? Could I have done that? The fact of the matter it is, did I do enough? The answer is no. But at the time, I thought I was doing enough with the resources that I had, but I realized it wasn't enough because my mindset wasn't in the greatest position. So what I also learned from this scenario is it's very hard to, to help any individuals if your mindset's not in the greatest position as it is, so I often talk about the one of the most selfish things a human being can do is is not look after himself because you know what I mean. They, they, there's all these people around us. They're giving us signs. They're giving us symptoms, and and a lot of us are going to, um, are missing them signs and symptoms. So people are reaching out, and 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 a lot of people saying, "Oh, I didn't know we had this, or I didn't know we had that," because the reason being simply is we're not observing as human beings. We're not listening to what people. We're hearing the people. You know, we we, we get in conversations with people, and all we want to do is talk over them. So Someone's trying to express their feelings and and next minute you know the person at the receiving end of the conversation is pretty quick to to over over override that conversation and start talking about himself so a good learning curve as well to add on to this as human beings my listening skills used to be atrocious i never used to listen effectively it was fact but when you when you all of a sudden lose lose three cl- people very very close to you and you've taken responsibility and you now have blood on your hands what i can assure you i've learned i've learned a big lesson that I learned to listen, and I, and I, now now I think I'm an, an amazing listener. It's probably one of my one of my best specialties. So, resp- being being responsible for your actions, guys, is 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 the biggest message on that that I can tell people. And and it's just it's just so important. It's so important as human beings that we take we take responsibility for our actions because it allows us to help ourselves move forward. If we don't, we keep the guilt inside us, and when guilt stays inside us, it can make us angry. And then make us obviously not not the person that we want to be, and as and, and the other the other the other note the other thing I also worked out to be one of the most important things that I was talking about last night was 
switching your focus when you're trying to move forward when you're grieving or when you're going through hard times what we tend to look at we tend to focus on on the loss and that's normal and that and that's fine and and in the short term that's going to be the case because it hurts grief grieving hurts and the grieving period can be look it can be it can be months it can be years it's actually to be honest we never really stop grieving when we lose someone it's always there but what, what I try to educate people is we've got to learn to grieve and live at the same time that you can do because you never want to forget that person. You always going to want to hold them close to your heart and I believe that's very important. You also have to find a way to, to move forward for your family, for your friends, for your acquaintances, for your work, just for your life, for your well-being. There's a, there's a time that you, you just, guys, you, you just have to move forward. So the best advice I can give on this side here is what we need to do, we need to actually focus on what we do have. So I want you to think about that for one second. I want you to focus. We need to focus on what we actually do have. So when you're going through any grieving period where obviously we're, we're grieving that bad, we, we obviously we're struggling to comprehend what who we've just lost and, and what we're going through. Sometimes as, as, as moving forward, the moving forward process, we've, we've really got to remember what do we still have around us. So when I lost Dino, one of, one of the tools that I used myself was, Dino is my brother, one of, one of the things I really used myself was as much as it was hurting and grieving and everyone was grieving, I, I, I really kept trying to look at my sisters and go, you know what, I've still got, I've still got two beautiful sisters and, and I've still got an amazing mother and, I, and I've still got an amazing father and I've, I've still got a beautiful daughter and I've, I've still got my wife and I've still got my nephews and I've still got my nieces, you know. So, so I try to focus on the family I still have and as hard as that was and it's, it's not easy but it was just a repetition, consistency. Day after day after day, I just had to keep trying to remind myself if I'm going to move forward, I need to really focus on what I do have. I, I, I'm not going to forget what's happened, but I just need to keep remembering what I do have around me. And I thought that was super, super, super important. And and just to add to that as well, one, one another big process of of, of of moving forward and and trying to overcome any 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 obstacles is learning to face your fears. And I was I was doing a I was I was doing a podcast last night for I was I was on for an individual and. And he, and he said one thing and he goes, gee, Leon, you look, you look so confident in front of the camera. You always speak so well. And I'm looking at him and going, oh, well, I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you think so because I'm petrified. He goes, are you really? He goes, you look like you don't even get nervous. I said, look, you know what, mate, honestly, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm a nervous wreck. And, and, and the fact of reality is I do a lot of things that make me uncomfortable and I'm a nervous wreck almost every single day. I'm, but I have it under control. I can manage things super, super well. It's just the sheer fact that I like to put myself in very uncomfortable positions. And, and I do. I get nervous all the time. But the nerves are just, just a sign of... It, it's so important to me when I'm delivering a message. If I'm on stage or I'm with a client or I'm, I'm playing sport or I'm talking on a podcast or I'm sitting down counselling someone, it doesn't matter what it is. The quality of my work, I always aim to have it to the best of my ability. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. So that's what creates this nervous pressure that I did, that I put on myself. But so to move forward, if you're, if you're out there and you do have some, you know, a high level of anxiety and you do have depression and, and you're, or you're depressed and you're going through hard times and, and sometimes you've just got, you just have to learn to be uncomfortable to move forward. 
I'm uncomfortable every day. I'm doing things to myself that make me uncomfortable every day. It makes me nervous. Everything I do, I get super, super nervous. The more that I talk, believe it or not, it actually I get better talking, but I don't get any less nervous. I get to a point where I can't eat for eight hours prior to an event because I'm so nervous. But on stage, I'm not. I'm not nervous talking. I'm perfectly fine. It's just. It's just the lead up that I want everything to be so so amazing because I like my work to be at its highest ability if I can. That's what I always strive to be is a, a high achiever, and the quality of my work is always the best I possibly can do. So, guys, the advice I, I really want to get to you there is: you have to move forward. You have to learn to be uncomfortable, and it's not a good feeling. No one wants to be uncomfortable. There's not a human being on this planet that that wants to be uncomfortable. But fact of the reality is, it's just something. It's just something that we have to do to move forward. So, so whatever it is you're trying to chase, whatever it could be, simple as you know what I'm. I, I really want to make that phone call, and I really want to go see a therapist. I really need to sit down and have a chat with someone. Do it. Just do it because if you don't do it six months from now, you're going to be in the same position and if not if not worse. But if you just pick that phone up, make that call, these days you can simply just book online. It's not as daunting as you think it is. And once you walk through that door, which is the worst part, you know what, and you realise that after 10 minutes' time, it's not it's not as bad as your mind was playing out. Your mind's going to play all these games and tricks and, and you're going to think of all these negative things and the what ifs and what ifs and what is it going to do. They can't help me, this and that. But you'll be surprised when you make that step. It's amazing. It's amazing just by, by talking and making that step how how that can actually help you make forward and move forward. And it's, it could be as simple as... You know, simple as playing sport. It could be as simple as walking in the gym, someone's sitting back and they're contemplating, I want to go to the gym, this and that, but I don't know. I'm too anxious. I don't like gyms. I hate gyms. And no one hates gyms. Some people don't like training and exercise, but at the end of the day, some people want to walk in the gym, but they just haven't got that up and go to get there just due to their anxiety. So, But what you'll find is most people that walked in the gym for the very first time felt the same. And there's a lot of people in the gym at the moment that are feeling the same way as you are feeling, but the difference is between you and them is they've actually made the route that made the jump to get into the gym and you haven't yet. Maybe you walk into a local bar and a local pub and you'll find out before everyone has a beer, I can guarantee you, you know, 40% of people that actually walked in that area there were probably anxious and on edge. Hence, they've had a couple of beers and they're relaxed and all is good. So ne- never feel that you're alone in, in this scenario because there's so many people out there that are missing out on life and missing out on connections and missing out on fun and parties and connections and, you know, partners, et cetera, because for the sheer fact of their, their, their internals are holding them back. They just can't get past that point of being uncomfortable. So learn to be uncomfortable, guys, because that's the only way that anyone in this life is going to move forward. Moving forward from depression and anxiety, overcoming any adversity, adversity is uncomfortable. The whole scenario is uncomfortable. There's nothing uncom- There's nothing comfortable. There's nothing great. There's no quick fix. It's about time, persistence, consistency, and just doing the same thing over and over again and keeping the basics back to the ABCDs and back controlling everything you can control. That's that's the key, guys. You can't control, you can't control people's behaviours. You can't control what's happening in life sometimes, but what you can control is what is happening in front of you. Anything that you do, you can dictate. You can dictate your life, but you can't control what happens around you. So there's no point getting angry and blaming others for your shortcomings. There's no point getting to a position where 
You know, you're, you're angry at some, someone that's something that happened 20, 30 years ago from your parents. Let's say your parents have, have, have abused you or done something that doesn't sit well with you. Yeah, you, I'm, not, I'm not telling you for one minute to forget it or forgive. You don't need to do that. But then if you all of a sudden from that process you went on and, you know, you, you hit the drugs hard and you, you partied hard and, and you did many, many, many things wrong, well, there might be a, that might be a, a reason why your relationship isn't as great as it should be with your parents or your friends, whoever it might be. So sometimes the best scenario there is to own it, put your hand up, put your hand up and understand that, you know, you can sit here and you, you can blame your parents for your shortcomings or you can blame whoever it was that you, you saying is holding you back in life or you can put your hand up and actually look at your behaviours and look at the way you actually did respond. And I think that's a very powerful message because what you do have control over is how you respond to a situation. If you all of a sudden drunk yourself silly for 20 years and you're still going back and blaming someone for your shortcomings because of where you are in life and you're 40 years old and you're still stuck in that same rut, well, sometimes your best scenario to move forward is put your hand up and understand that, well, you know what, my, my reactions from from my shortcomings when I was when I was younger you know, it's probably only escalated the problem and it's probably, that's more the reason why I'm in this position I'm in now. No one likes being around someone that's excessively drinking or taking drugs or or, or, or out partying super hard or causing troubles or getting themselves caught in in all sorts of issues. So no one's going to like that. No parents are going to like that. So that also could could escalate a, a friendship or, or, or something with parents, some relationship with parents. So so point being there is that sometimes it's also also very important that we, we look at the other avenue and look at actually look at ourselves and take responsibility and own it. Thanks, guys. I'll tune out there. Leon here from Body by Leon.